fighting might have been easier from outside the cage this weekend, which is what we prove here at Verbal Tap, which is what it's time for. But what we showed was a little thing called heart in the journalistic community. Fucking ADCC was in Finland. Sorry to start with an F-bomb right up top, but it was still powering through. The telethon of jiu-jitsu coverage for ADCC. I have two of the stars. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening after a long weekend of ADCC coverage? What year is it, boy? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know where I am. I know it's been long. I know I've um, I've lived through four presidential uh years in there no it was still just a few it was 48 hours it was it, it was feels like 40 dog years. Okay. yeah you, i feel like i already got through the trump era i think i lived it all during the weekend it was amazing as the <laughs> sun was coming up this morning to see you just sitting there alone just like trying to call felipe gordon and struggling because it was such a good match and there were moments it's like well uh, there's a real leg tangle, <laughs> and you were just sitting there so unenthused, zoned in. And I was like, he's on the last mile. He's just got to not fall. Keith Gregorian on the podcast tonight. Keith, how are you doing, sir? Good. Thank you for having me again. Overnight star. Everyone wants to talk to you. <laughs> I use the Wayne's World reference. You need to watch that movie. You need to watch that movie and the sequel. It's called Wayne's World 2. Yeah. Okay. Do that for me. It's on Netflix. Okay. Might even be on YouTube. Look, you were <laughs> a beloved sitcom helper. You were in charge of brackets. You were yes. the bracket you were the bracket lady. Uh you oh, brought a okay. certain well. <laughs> panache to the whole thing. And then you sat down and talked to Raph. How was your experience over the weekend playing uh well, journalist? Oh. It it was really fun. I had a really fun time. Um, I, I had, uh, as much energy as I normally do for the first, um, I'd say like 36 hours <laughs> and then I <laughs> uh, started, started to crash once the absolute division started on Sunday, but, um, Saturday I felt really good and it was really fun and I got to, I got to work the brackets, which was cool. A lot of pressure. Mr. Sparza was kind of mean to me about it, but it was okay. Would, hold on. Um, Let's clear this up right now. I was not mean to you. That's what I this saw. This is what's called being a producer. When you saw me being mean to the child. I mean, I laughed. Oh. I'm not saying I wasn't like, enjoying it. I thought you were Listen. making a producing decision, but you, know, you certainly raised your voice. And if even more than that, a few times you just looked disappointed. Yeah, that's kind of my M.O. I, everybody likes talking with host Raph, but nobody likes talking to producer Raph. Producer Raph <laughs> basically doesn't know why Keith thought he had a mini vacation at the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club this weekend. Because I looked at him and I said, you're on my time, kid. I know this is essentially child labor, but you knew what you were signing up for when you came here. I mean... Not, not really. I, I thought I was just going to watch. But it's okay. It's okay. I, I like doing the brackets. <laughs> uh, well, let, let me uh, say this before <laughs> Kevin gets on, which is he thrives off of this, Kevin. He was basically doing statistical analysis in his brain and then more so <laughs> was breaking down each of the person's games uh, to the point where he was enthused. He gets really, really excited easily. 
on a lot of these things. And even when uh, Lang Entanglements weren't finishing for, you know, say, 10th Planet people, he was still telling us, oh, come on, where are the points? (laughs) (laughs) True or false? (laughs) True or false, Keith? If they had showed us the behind the scenes... There was one where Raph drug you out to the pool and was just putting your head in the water, saying, do better, <laughs> screaming it. True or false? Um, I won't comment, but I but I will say that there were a few torture devices used to get me to, to stay in line with Mr. Sparza's uh, many demands this weekend. I won't say which one. We call it the taser <laughs> yeah. of obedience in the... <laughs> In the speech community. I had two requests all weekend for Keith. One, do your job on the brackets and be accessible. And he was really failing at that a number of times. (laughs) On a scale of two, he did 0.7 of them a lot. Like, it was so silly to look over it. And when I'd be like, hey, Keith, have you updated the bracket? Oh, no. And then he'd run away and then go start trying to do it. And I go, Keith, you have one job. And the only other thing I requested of you, and it's something that you wanted as well, and maybe we should transition to this, Kevin. But he also wanted a super fight with Joey, and we gave him that. I didn't get to see that one. Mm-hmm. Damn it. I got to go back. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? It was fun. It was good. It was a fun one. Uh, we didn't get the uh, submission and, um, and regulation, so... We went to overtime, and Mr. Esparza had the bright idea to make the overtime rounds tic-tac-toe-based. Genius. It's, so, we didn't have time for EBI rules. You got to yeah. get going. Yeah. Well, so Kev, to be we, fair, uh, I said it was going to be no time limit tic-tac-toe. Well, I'm just saying you didn't have to stand there facilitating it. Like You could just go about your business and commentate while they sorted that out. I'd like to point out I didn't facilitate any of the refereeing aspects of it. I was too actually, busy yeah, I we kind were, of we liked that. That was kind of a crazy, <laughs> crazy part of it. As a spectator, there was no referee, and it was just like, oh fuck, I think these guys are just fighting to the death. And then you look around, and there's no one but you, and it's four in the morning in your apartment, <laughs> and things were very intimate during that show. So I liked it. I liked no can referee. I, I was expecting I someone so? to throw a knife on the mat at any, <laughs> any second I from off saying I was like, this is what happens. If these kids get out of line, I'm just, you know, if they don't finish these no time limit matches, I'm just going to come over there, put a lead pipe down and let nature run its course. <laughs> but I didn't have to do that because we put 10 minute time limits on these and everybody who stepped up. Thank you very much for doing that. Um yeah. I do have a concern, and this actually has nothing to do with Keith, but in the oh, first super fight that we had, it was oh, Nico Radic versus uh, Brandon David, who just messaged me right now and said, thanks for the opportunity, which is a very sweet and nice gesture. However, I threw up in my mouth a lot when they were having their match because those two gentlemen were attacking legs. And Kev, I'm saying this to be as nice as possible, but you and I would have tapped about 40 times. <laughs> And that's being nice because they have very funky and weird games. If you've seen Nico, uh, he was the guy who was up at uh, the Breakdown Invitational. He's a small guy, but he loves big challenges. And I'm just always fascinated by his game. On the other side, you've got Brandon David, who's nicknamed affectionately Beefcake. And when you see him, you think, what is that all about? And then you look at it and you go, well, I guess that kind of works. 
who has a little bit of weight on Nico, but Nico don't give a fuck. So the two of them are literally just in that wild, wild west, let's see who dies first kind of a thing in a shootout. And uh, I immediately regretted my decision putting them against each other because I said, if one of them can't walk, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's on you. Because a ref might actually say, hey, your foot's falling off. You're done now. But these two, when we got into the thick of it, we go, oh, there's only one minute into this. They're both already attacking toeholds on each other that look pretty bent. (laughs) Well... And now we're not even at heel hooks? Oh, now we're into heel hooks. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> going to go ahead and kill myself. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gross. <laughs> but it was cool. That was fun. That was a good match. Well, Keith, you're a little bit more of an expert at the leg locks than myself or Kevin. Uh, can uh, you describe a little bit of what was happening to them? Because I know that some people, if you haven't seen the match, we'll put them up a little bit later on the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club fan page. And but we're Keith, getting to ADCC, obviously. We're going to talk a few of these super fights because it was a blast. Uh, sure. We're going to nerd out on ADCC. So grappling warning. I hadn't given that yet, Raph. I just That's wanted funny. to cruise back for our five tap-out wearing only shirt fans. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so the, the, the like, leg position that they were in for most of the uh the match was like it was sort of like a like um like a a closed donkey guard if you will so like the only thing available to either of them were each other's feet and instead of like you know working and maybe like transition a honey hole there or or look for some you know kind of like one-sided leg position um they both just started cranking on each other's feet and like it it was it got to the point where like one guy would crank they would both crank really hard and then one guy would like okay yeah that hurts and then he would go fight the hands and then then he would like be like okay I'll leave you some pressure and then he would go attack his other foot and then the other guy would be like oh no that's pretty tight <laughs> and then um, that went on for a little while and um, I I had to look away uh, when when the finish happened because I was uh, my my uh, my senses were tingling that something was going to break anytime soon and uh i didn't want to didn't want to witness it so um i didn't see the finish materialize but uh with the way it was going and the uh the sounds that the crowd made at at the finish i I think it uh i think it uh was best that it ended when it did i was just happy nico tapped i almost wanted to give him money just for tapping (laughs) (laughs) for for lowering raf's blood pressure that should be an award it's like were you two trying to kill me (laughs) would a little bit of side control top pressure passing have killed either of you wow (laughs) and i had that moment when i got to see a heel hook in the gi yes (laughs) because if you've ever worn gi pants, which is why I'm always, I, I oh, always gosh. have that contemplation when I see Eddie wearing them. But he kind of just looks cool. I think mostly is what he thinks. And, you know, he's been practicing long enough. It doesn't. He can do it either way. But I'm always shocked. No gi people wear the gi pants because it feels significantly easier to to keep a leg lock position. Uh, that fight was crazy. By the way. Uh, I'm getting Andrew tired. Versus, Thank you. Yeah. Andrew, uh, who, Andrew versus, is, who is the gentleman that he fought, Mr. Sparza? Casey. Uh, hold on. Casey Blondo, who's like, one of my teammates 
I wanted to say Casey Hellenberger. I was like, no, no. he fought at AC, but it wasn't Casey. <laughs> and he did. It was a good fight, by the way. Some real movement. Yeah. Yeah. It was a so good match. Let me, let me paint the scene here. Uh, Drew Murillo really wanted to match. Casey wanted to match. Uh, Casey trains with me over at Valley Martial Arts Center, and we don't do a ton of nogi over there. Uh, if you do want nogi, kind of like I do, you go to different places and kind of get that in. We have like one nogi class at VMAC. And Drew trains only no-gi with occasional gi every once, every several months. And I just was like, this is kind of a mismatch. It doesn't really make sense. But both of them wanted to do it. And they were both stepping up. And I thought that was great. And Drew is almost a, pur- a brown belt. Like, he's a purple belt, but he's almost a brown. He's right on the cusp. And his leg lock uh, knowledge is, is high. On the other side, Casey is very good at the pressure passing, so it does make for a lot of good stuff. But I can't feel good putting a no-gi person who's almost a brown belt in a no-gi match with somebody who is a purple belt and is good but doesn't train a bunch of no-gi. So I came up with a compromise. I said, how about in the gi? And Drew's a gamer. like He's like, yeah, dude, I'm totally down. Turns out, so is Casey. So when I got around to doing the rules, Casey figured... Well, Drew did me a solid. I'm going to go ahead and do him a solid and say all submissions legal. Now, Kev, that's where the heel hook comes in. And Beautiful. this was what was blowing John Beautiful. Evans's mind. I, John Evans did short circuit. <laughs> yeah. John Evans took on a very good uh, SNL satirical <laughs> character. Because mm-hmm. as anyone who knows the Jevons is aware, because I, I would say I don't know. I, I know of him fairly well, but I don't know him like you do, Raph, or have spent that time with him. And I've heard him rant about heel hooks in the gi. Like, I have heard that from him. So in the limited amount of time I've been there, I can only imagine how frequently he's talked about it. He was simply flabbergasted and short-circuited. Well, because John doesn't pay attention well to a lot of things. So when I had kind of mentioned, like, all submissions legal, and John sees a heel hook, and he's like, whoa, what is that? Oh, my goodness. These guys are going crazy. What is happening with these heel hooks? And I go, all submissions legal, John. Oh, well, God, I can't believe that they would do that. That's amazing. And so I Pioneer. tried really hard to, to rein him in. And then he kept talking about it. And then even today on the broadcast, he's still talking about it. So credit to, to Casey and Drew, who put on a good match. And, I mean, Casey was putting a lot of pressure on Drew. And part of me wondered if Drew could have finished him without legs. I was really, I was curious to see, but then when Casey gave him the heel hook, I'm like, bro. But to Casey's credit, I don't think we train a ton of heel hook escapes, and he did a good job of escaping just instinctively. He told me afterwards, he just goes, hey, man, I was hoping I was escaping the right way. I I was like, that's the wrong thing to say. I loved that, by the (laughs) way. He he went the other direction. He just, and he did really well, but afterwards it was like, you kind of gave him the eyebrow up, like, where'd you learn that? He's like, did I do that right? <laughs> it's like, yes. Uh, nice job. But to give you the full spectrum as well, I when I was telling them the rules or asking them, like, hey, what are your rules? Because basically this is what I did. I put them on a group chat and I said, hey, what are your rule sets that you guys want to our super fights? And for those two, I said, what are the rules? You know, are we going traditional gi rules? I'm good with knee bars and toe holds, even though it's more of a brown belt and you guys are both purples. But, you know, I'm, I'm good with flexing that rule. 
And then Casey just jumps the gun. And then Drew was like, yeah, that's fine. And Casey goes, all submissions. And I go, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to see a fucking heel hook death in my fucking stream. He tapped. Uh, and he did tap. It yes. didn't look like Drew was trying for those types of heel hooks, if I could say that. And I think this oh, is an that's important note. Invalid. He, he was. Okay. There was a couple that. Casey got out of and Drew told me afterwards they were talking and again this is a true credit to everybody who had a super fight everybody was really nice to each other in terms of the pre and post parts that's even better granted everybody was very competitive but everybody in like little uh, message chats that I put together to to talk out the rules and all that sort of stuff I've never seen people more cordial and joking and having a great time than the individuals who uh, volunteer to come out and do this. Having said that, uh, there was a moment in the post-match uh, when the two of them you know, were just hanging out at the club afterwards. And I think Drew ended up buying him breakfast after, which I think is adorable. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> but there was a moment where you saw Casey... And him talking, and Drew kept saying this. He kept saying, you legit got out of two or three of my heel hook attempts. Because if you ever roll with with Drew, he does go a little intense. It's not to say he does it all the time, but Drew kind of has an axe to grind when he is rolling. Yeah, well, 10th Planeters in general. Sure. I mean, present company included. Just nothing but axes to grind. Mm-hmm. Well, Raph, can I change directions? Can Absolutely. we talk about the tournament of tournaments? <laughs> Verbal tap fans, I get to take a quick break to talk about KOSportsgear.com. More specifically, entering Verbal Tap. Get the $99 Magic the Dragon Gi at $90. Plus, it comes in a sweet bag. This is where you can get the rash card. KOSportsgear.com. Let us know what your favorite singlet is. Check out their No Gear gear. Magic Dragon Gi. Back to the show. No, more about my shit. Perfect. Keith, Keith, pick a men's weight division. We're going to let you pick off the one we start with. You've got 77, 88, 99, 66, or 99 plus. Okay. um, Well... I kind of want to start with 99 just so we can work up. We can work our way to the good stuff. 99 plus, you mean? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, And I want to point out the subtle tones in the one weight, (laughs) 145 pound Keith's. That was a dig. That was a dig at fat people. And it was was deserved. I'm going to run through the bracket for you. We had Sanchez versus Sakin. Sanchez won. Ellenberger versus DeBlas. DeBlas won a referee's decision. Magalhaes versus Bastos. Magalhaes, Vinny, man. uh, Dop versus Rustin. Dop takes it. The Chach versus Zampizov. The Chach. Spriggs versus Pretend. Cyborg versus Stambov. Cyborg wins. Honorio. Honorio faces Cyborg. Cyborg faces Chach after he submits Spriggs. Magalhaes loses to Mr. Jared Dopp. Sanchez beats DeBlas in, wait for it, another referee's decision from Orlando Sanchez's record. <laughs> Sanchez beats Dopp. Uh, guys, was this fight less than seven days? 
Yes. Um, thankfully. Oh, thankfully, indeed. And then the Chach beats Cyborg four to zero, and then beats Mister Sanchez. Raph, noteworthy matches that stood out to you as we progressed through this one. None. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Okay, Come on, big let's... guys. I mean, Spriggs and the Chach. Like you've got some matches here that really did. That was okay. I'll do this. I'll say a, a couple things because there are some bigger people, I'm sure, listening to this, and they want to hear their brethren getting some good shout-outs. I'll say the following. John Evans thought that Buchecha and Orlando Sanchez was the best Orlando Sanchez match he's ever seen. Yes. I, or he I was tired from delirium, but one of the two. <laughs> he was enthralled. Well, and it was <sighs> – Sanchez got very pushy and movie, but – it's not like he pulled guard. I mean, yeah, it's punchy a movie. It's like the sequel to Itchy and Scratchy. Uh, <laughs> they have this thing, though, with Orlando Sanchez when they bandaged him up, where he started getting like, like early Halloween costume coming to life. And for Buchecha, it is a true testament to his ability to adapt to many different rules and, and, and different mindsets. Because if you told me I was facing Orlando Sanchez, I have zero answer for you. I'm not even sure I would show up to the mat. I would probably just stay in my seat and go, mm-hmm. You, you going to come on the mat now? Mm-mm. You do know you forfeit if you don't come on the mats. Prove it. You got to come on the you. mats to forfeit. I hear your threat. <laughs> let's see. So never lost. Um, uh, let's also point out uh, Dop uh, beating Vinny with, pressure it may not make for the most exciting thing in the world but Vinny is one of those top tier candidates now we're going to put an asterisk next to Vinny's name because we're going to come back to the absolute category a little bit later but there was a wonder of where's Vinny in this absoluteness so there's that anyway um that's what I got for you on that side oh I'm sorry go ahead I didn't I wasn't trying to oh I'm good (laughs) I like your apathy about it Keith your favorite match? Um, eh. Perfect. Vinny, Vinny subbed Bruno Bastos uh, with the heel hook, I think, and that was cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I was not too jazzed by this division. Um, and it's not because I, like, hate big people, um, but I just, like, I find their matches sometimes can get a little bit stale. So, sorry, but... Eh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get a whole lot out of this vision. Can I throw an idea at you guys? I know this sure. is crazy. It's ADCC, whatever. But what about <laughs> knees only? You have to start from your knees. <laughs> it's infinitely better, isn't it? Like, isn't it a hundred times better tomorrow if they have to start from their knees? Uh, it would pretty much just be like the first guy to get on top first wins the match. So I, I don't Prove know it. If, At least they go to the goddamn uh, ground. Most of these true, matches were true. just big people pushing each other for the better yeah. part of 25 minutes. Can we discuss yeah. also how the match between Orlando Sanchez and Tom DeBlas, and maybe this is more to your point, but at a certain point, Tom DeBlas started making the like look and complaining like, hey, what's this all about? Like, why did he lose to Orlando Sanchez? And I couldn't help but think as I was looking at it, and 
saying out loud, are you complaining about this? Like, <laughs> these are the type of matches where nothing really significant happened. And I understand it's emotional to not advance in a tournament, but also like, eh, I'm, I don't really care. <laughs> I have you an know, idea for uh, this too, Raf. Go for that, Kevin. Quick crowd veto. We do. We can only use it once per tournament, and I think this is when we use it for the referee's decision. They say Sanchez over to Blast, and we're like, uh, can we speak to the head referee, please? As a crowd, obviously we're organized. <laughs> but he comes over, and we're like, kick that guy's ass out of this tournament. Put in Tom DeBlast. We get to see Tom DeBlast versus Jared Dopp. It's an immediately better tournament. I would say this, though. Uh, if that were the case... I would also like to have a judge jury and a whole trial. And uh, I would be happy to beat the judge Judy of that courtroom. <laughs> and I think we all know we have nothing but time at grappling tournaments to make Absolutely. this happen. Yeah. So this is easy. You know, it's just one of those things. That's like you just look at them, you come up with folksy uh, witticisms of being like, Hey, listen, don't shit in my hand and call it a rainbow. Okay. I know what happened here. <laughs> Tom DeBlast oh, deserves to go on. I don't uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, <laughs> but Judge Mr. Esparza uh, is, the, is the way it would probably be called. I, I don't know about this, Kev. And maybe you should know this about Joey and uh, Keith. But at the end of it, Joey came up to me and Joey goes, Raph, so this counts as a win over Keith. And I go, actually, no, it's a draw. And he goes, but I won. I was like, oh, for the purpose of like the thing you won. But like <laughs> if you guys were at my tournament and like I was running the tournament, I would just disqualify you both. And he's like, what? why? I was like, and it's true. I go, because there are some tournaments that do the if you don't get submissions in regulation, double DQ. And uh, I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like looking at me. He's like, but what? But what? And I was like, because as a promoter, I'd be like, you both fucked me. What am I supposed to do? Get a highlight reel of sweeps? Yeah. Ooh, oh, exciting. Yeah, I can't I can't uh, wait to show this awesome entry into nothing. <laughs> Look oh, at that. Oh god, oh. it's so good. I love it when nothing happens for ten <laughs> minutes. Yay. Come on. That's what gets us sponsors. And everyone knows okay, they like a guy with to, good to defense. Be fair, mm-hmm. To be fair, Joey's a great deal bigger than me, and you have the <laughs> foresight to put us on at zero o'clock in the morning when we were coming oh. off zero sleep for the past two days. I want to point this Just out, saying. Kevin. It was before I, I woke up, right now. so you know it had to Hold be on. fairly Hold early. on. I want to talk to all the weak people who are on the line right now because okay. I'm talking to the people who said that they were gung-ho for the whole thing, and you know what they did, <laughs> Kevin? They slept. Okay? There is now recorded footage of me with my face drooping lower than sliced alones, making syllables all the way through the telecast because I was committed. But young Mr. Krikorian, he's underselling himself when he says he was up for as long as he could until the absolutes. This young man, Kevin, I will tell you this right now, he slept through finals. I will tell you that right there. Okay, I, I, slept, I slept through the Orlando Sanchez match, but then I woke up to watch the beginning of the absolute division and then mm. I fell asleep again. So nope. I didn't sleep so. through finals. I slept through. I slept through maybe two finals matches, which were pretty boring already. <laughs> and then I and then I woke up for the beginning of the absolute. You so. literally just confirmed what I just said. 
without and knowing you confirmed I, I just said I did. i'm gonna <laughs> save this <laughs> dance party by taking us to the 88 gram division oh 99 and again 99. i want hold on time I'm out skipping i'm done okay referring to these things as kgs okay. i spent a whole weekend playing their game i don't know what the fuck <laughs> the kgs are okay i just will tell you this I knew at the very onset, and uh, this is one of my favorite things. This is how you know when you get John Whatever Evans really Gordon good. Wade. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> the blast Wade. Gordon Wade. <laughs> Gary Wade is how we're going to start talking them as. Uh, there was a moment where John Evans goes, he's like, oh, well, how much is uh, 66 kg? And I go, I think it's 145. And all of a sudden you see John go, I don't think that's true. <laughs> well... What do you, there's only one way to find out. Just look it up. And he's like, I, you would like that. And I'm like, it's factual. And so John gets on it real like, no, well, I'm going to show you. And then he types it in. And then he looks at me and he says, oh, well, there it is. And I look and I say, what does it say? And he goes, it says 145.5. But Raph, that's not what I'm talking about. And I go, what? <laughs> you weren't talking about anything else other than this. You can't admit you're wrong, John. Just fucking tell me. You, you wanted it anyway. on the record that someone else, like, was it? Because to be fair, you were like, I think 145, and then it was like, ding, 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 ding. That would have been an awesome sound effect. I'm going into, <laughs> I have to read each prelim because some of them have really important things that happened. Keenan yes. Cornelius beats Freshowitz. Popovich beats Duarte, excuse me, Duarte beats Popovich Surprise. via submission. Jones defeats Lowe. Mario defeats Brasco. Hold on. Let's time out here. Kevin, this is good enough to stop the bracket entirely. This was the upset of the tournament. Right. Yeah. Low and Low Craig. Craig Jones, and Jones. Craig Jones, if you watch EBI, we all know about Craig Jones. Yeah. And when the broadcast kept talking about how where Craig Jones come out of nowhere, it was like, not nowhere. It's not nowhere. He he just recently <laughs> performed extremely well. At EBI, where he turned some heads. Let's also be very clear. EBI, great tournament. Great ADCC, tournament. ADCC, a very different level. Different and, rules, uh, too. Different rules, different everything. Uh, you know, these are... You know, ADCC is this... It is this spectacle. And, and, and Eddie is very complimentary of it, you know. He says he loves ADCC. It's always great to hear... Uh, the fact that people do acknowledge this when we say this is the Olympics of our sport, it is him. Well, but when you look over at Craig Jones defeating Leandro Lowe, whose evasiveness has won him titles, whose tenacity has pushed him through and his strategy is one of the more uh, witty and clever versions of things that we get to see often in Gi. And I love the fact that he competes in no Gi and is able to use a lot of that smart strategy. But in this particular case, makes a big mistake that took all of us. I I think there is footage of me. I think we have to put that up of me reacting because (laughs) I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. And that's not to knock down Craig Jones. Cause I'm pretty sure Craig Jones, I think I saw a little bit of footage of him uh, back, uh, behind uh, the stage where he was kind of like, damn, I did that. <laughs> Shit, yo. Like that would, that's the most human reaction you can have. And I know I'm overplaying it a little bit, but I believe Paul Moran, uh, my BJJ arch uh, podcast, arch nemesis, he was behind the scenes and he actually took footage of him 
And it was uh, just a few seconds after his big win. So kudos to him. That was amazing to see. And everyone stopped when they it was like in jujitsu language everyone could feel that something had mm-hmm. happened we were like what happened to leandro like everyone just without even <laughs> seeing it knew something had hit us uh honey I, are you okay it's just i don't know i just i i something, something happened <laughs> i must get to my television screen and see what keith gregorian's walking across with his bracket now <laughs> And frankly, compared to the UFC card holders, uh, the ring girls, first, I want to say that we interviewed you because unlike fucking everyone that's ever done. Yeah. Rogan (laughs) never interviews anyone. We gave you a platform. Raph was like, sit down, cage lady. And (laughs) we chose feminist uniforms. I'm just saying that's a little bit about us. I'm going to keep going. Shizev beats your Holland. <laughs> uh, Shanji armbars Salter, eliminating yeah, cool. a huge favorite. Salter was sort of a an undercard. Everyone was like, "Hey, this guy won the trials." He's well, really Salter good. was supposed to be the upset machine, and then yeah. that went over to Craig Jones. And like, I think people knew an upset was going to happen, and it turns out they got the division right, just not the right person. And I'm one of those because I love John Salter and I love his game. But, I mean, he had a really tough first draw. But Shanji yeah, was, 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 was in the armbar business, and he wasn't going to be denied. Homolo defeats Kit Dale because, you know, Australia is not going to – we're not getting two no. good grapplers from Australia. <laughs> Let's be super clear. <laughs> the moment Craig Jones took over, it was like, oh, Kit's fucked. Uh, Gordon Ryan defeats Dylan Danis via referee decision. Satisfying. But then he submits Homolo. Shanji pulls off an armbar that will live in infamy. Oh, because awesome. the pictures alone, when his head is just like completely south, <laughs> this is great stuff. Uh, and then fuck, Craig Jones submits Mario via flying triangle. Ooh, and if he hadn't cemented his place as the only premier Australian grappler, and Someone who was in the upset business. What did you think when you saw this? Keith, you got to love the flying triangle. Oh, yeah, that was pretty sweet. And I love the way you set it up, too. It was almost like an ankle pick type thing. Like, he, he had his ankle. He let him he let him up a little bit. But before before Marilla could stand all the way up, he was already jumping into that flying triangle. And that was, that was pretty awesome to see. And it was, like, after, like, a few good attacks on his part, too. So I was I was really impressed by that. And. Obviously, like, I wouldn't have had I even had I had uh, Craig Jones not beaten Leander Lowe in the first round and just beat someone and then gone against Marilla Santana, I would have I would have been like, oh, that sucks. Um, he's probably going to lose to Marilla Santana. But then, like, after, you know, seeing him beat Lowe, I was like, oh, man, think you could do this? And then, but n- at no point did I think you'd have a flying triangle. In. That was awesome. Do you have a flying triangle in your game? You're young and dumb. Yeah, I used to pull. I used to pull them a lot. Awesome. Um, I actually like. I think like my first like super fight ever, I hit a flying armbar. But um, one time, I was I was grappling in front of Dean Lister, and uh, I some like I think it was some random tournament, and I like I tried like a flying triangle. I ended up like I ended up like like, like kind of landing pretty hard, and then I think I, I lost the match on like points or something. And then after the match, he like came up to me, he was like, "Hey man, like 
that was really great and like you you would have beat that guy um but don't don't jump triangles anymore because they're they're getting pretty dangerous for you and i was like oh okay so since then i haven't really thrown him up as much so look forward to that on dean's advice late 20s gregorian um yeah to be fair though kev it sounds like this is a case of explaining why keith hates big people you yeah i think we've got some evidence <laughs> Keith now we've gotten to the psychology part of this where Keith was told by a big person who was just jealous that he can't do flying triangles Keith internalized this and now every time he sees the 99 plus he just goes "Ah, no mister lister I will do jumping shit if I want to it's also why I hate old people so oh Um, you called him old I also, yeah. in my mind, I can see the Wright brothers like trying to create the first plane and Dean Lister just hopping out of nowhere and being like, you should stop this stupid fly shit. It's not going to work. And then just like, disappearing in the distance. He said it really nice. Like He was being nice about it. It's just like he saw me like fall on my like face and he was like, yeah, maybe uh, give it some work before you keep working. Maybe keep take a little time. Random triangles. I like it. So, well, yeah. Keenan can we de- discuss? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Can we discuss the fact that I know we want to go to Keenan, but I want to acknowledge this. If we knew that Lowe getting submitted by Craig Jones was the biggest upset, maybe the second biggest was Gordon yeah. submitting Homolo. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, Kev, the way he might, submitted, the way he yes, submitted him. Absolutely. Yeah. That back take magic that he was doing there. I yeah. would say this. I expect Homolo to go out on his shield and we saw him. Uh, let his leg go, his foot. Yeah, I was super pissed at that. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to. But uh, in all of these scenarios, it was you could see Gordon being a problem for Homolo. But when I saw him submit him with relative ease, I said, oh, his uh, power levels are high on this yeah. weekend. Which is going to prove extremely true as we traverse because Keenan defeats Duerte 13-0. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy round. Jeez, looking back. Because Shanji's uh, no, armbar. No. It's just submission, submission. There were four submissions in the second round of this tournament. Nice job, 88 kilograms. Uh, sorry, Raph, <laughs> whatever that is. Keenan crushes Jones as he just keeps racking up points along the way. Yeah, yeah. And Gordon wins a referee decision over Shanji. I actually haven't seen was- that fight yet. I was actually pretty impressed by that match. I think, like, for Gordon not being, um, like, you know, a known wrestler, he was doing really well at getting the, the match to where he wanted it. Um, he was hitting some good arm drags. He was he was attacking, yeah, like immediately as he pulled guard. Um, uh, I thought I was I was I thought like I thought there was a few spots where he could have gotten points in regulation, but he kind of. And he maybe wasn't as familiar with them, and then and in, in, in over time he was definitely attacking more. He definitely deserved the decision. Yeah. Okay. Well, great run by Shanji, and it's not over yet in terms now, of uh... yeah. Now, Keith, I have a question for you. <clears throat> yes. Kevin has some inside information. Kevin, where does that uh, armbar get finessed from Shanji? Well, he uh, he does quite a bit of work teaching it um and jubera has taken it to teaching some of shanji's more noticeable moves but he also sets them up like a crazy amount from defense mm-hmm. which is kind of what we saw 
Um, so I'm assuming prayer, clean living, mm-hmm. this kettlebell. So <laughs> my question to you, though, is, uh, Keith, there's kind yeah. of a mini it's a little rivalry. It's not like a big rivalry, but there's a rivalry between myself and Kevin. Is it or is it not cheating that Kevin has an instructor who is essentially in the lineage and trains a whole bunch with Shanji? Um, I mean, it's definitely an advantage. I mean, but is it cheating? That's the question. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> Why wouldn't you say so? Because did you not see the evidence that was put forth at ADCC this weekend? That's an unfair advantage, I think. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay, good. That's all I needed. Thank you very much. The defense rests. And okay. I, obviously, Jubera is not paying attention to what his sensei is doing. He's not interested in, in mm-hmm. you know using any of Shanji's bullshit moves. I think I think we all <laughs> uh, just that's again, it. Keith was saying the same thing about Bravo off air. He was like, I don't use yeah. any of his crap. We're like, yeah, exactly. Uh, what? I just you know what? Just saying, what? I think it's an unfair <laughs> advantage that Kevin would have all this this armbar because Kevin already has very solid armbars, but I don't need that in my life. So I feel like. Kevin should be banned from using arm bars in any future matches. <laughs> okay, now that's fair. Well, yeah, there we go. Perfect. Hold on. Then Raph's not allowed to use heel hooks. How's that feel? Does he ever use heel hooks? <laughs> He's talking shit on you now, Raph. You deal with that. I, I didn't uh, it's not an issue. The difference is Keith is way better at heel hooks, so it's not exactly a thing. Keith, you have to understand there are levels to this. Uh, we all have somebody who does something a little different. Kevin's version of being scared of my heel hooks means nothing to Keith because he's far superior at leg attacks than I am. Um, but I will say this, Kevin, so far, and maybe this is a mini challenge for Mr. Kikorian over here, young Mr. Kikorian. Yeah. Well, yeah. The only thing Keith has caught me with so far is heel hooks. So um, I yeah, wonder if, if there's it happens, something. If it happens a million times in a row, I, I think you can pretty much call it the, call me the better man with that oh. gesture. I don't the, the better man. <laughs> Listen, you're not leading. Oh, sorry, a sorry, sorry. Life. sorry, 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 sorry. The cuter man. Keith, Jeez, you know what I'm going to do in worse. anticipation of this match? I'm going to buy some Orlando Sanchez shorts and I'm going to go eat some ice cream and some ham at the same time. And I'm going to get as fat as I can and I'm just going to fall on you. Just so and you know, is, uh, you're yeah. going to go to invert and it's going to be like, did he break his spine by weighing yeah. 348 pounds? <laughs> Kev's literally going to go into the full ADCC style, mm-hmm. no rash guard. He's going to make you look at his reflector, car reflector shorts that are used to block the sun in most people's cars. Sorry about my I... henna tattoo around my belly button. My henna girl just <laughs> loves to do art. But I'm saying this to you, though, uh, Keith. Uh, yes. I think it is very fun. But yes, Kevin... For whatever reason right now and it's probably because i think he knows i know which part of his knee is more injured uh oh it's more of a like i don't really want to get heel hooked so yes kevin and i are all about gimmick matches i'm not afraid to give up heel hooks. <laughs> i do like trading you for... <laughs> taking one submission off the table is a great rule set Absolutely. it's like uh just beforehand keith and i it's like all right you can't play top game if you can't heel hook. <laughs> I love it. Keenan and Gordon. It's so part good. the we get to see the sequel, and I think it broke Keenan. Mm, Gordon yeah. clamps on 
an unbelievably tight, just mounted guillotine. Well, it was a guillotine up before it was mounted. He clamped yeah. it From in, standing to, yeah, and then just well, rolled yes, it. Yes, and yes. Keenan, you could tell it just got tighter and tighter because, as Raph's alluding to, came up like and not just kind of barely mounted, but in the standing mount that mm. fucking sucks. Whenever you're dealing with someone that's standing mounts you. Kev, you wouldn't even know because you haven't rolled with John Combs yet. So. Oh, there we go. There's somebody. Gets the tap. Keenan loses. Gordon Ryan wins their second one. Gordon Ryan, ADCC champion. All right, Keith. Great run. Question, why was Keenan so yeah. tired? Um, Actually, I'm not sure. I, uh, I don't know. Um. To be honest with you, he looks great all day, but there's a little something off about him, and I don't I don't know if it was the pressure or if it was um, maybe like some sort of sickness or, or something, but he did look a little bit weird um, yesterday and today. Yeah, he looked a little faint. Is that the word? Yeah, I don't know. That, I, yeah, kind of. Yeah, that 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 works. For especially for a guy that I lives mean, in San maybe, Diego, it's like he doesn't look like he's gotten much sun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and and. He did, like it was pretty telling when he didn't do the absolute division. I was like, I, was, I, I don't know. I mean, normally he would be all over it, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Well, it's I'm ready to interesting move to, to see. Sorry, go ahead, ref. I just want to end on this. You know, we talk about the fact that in some ways, maybe, and maybe this is why I asked you. You know, what looked a little off. I thought that part of the reason Keenan got a little tired is just because of the strategy. If you've ever been to a Keenan seminar, this guy rolls with everybody. I'm not talking just all the black belts and tools them up. I'm talking everybody who comes to a seminar. Really? Wow. Yeah, he, he really like he makes a thing like as long as like for as long as he's got time for, he really will roll with as many people as possible. And That's cool. And he's just that human being. Now what makes it interesting is you see that guy suddenly getting tired. And you wonder to yourself, why is that? And maybe something could be off. You know, we could ask Keenan in the future and figure that out. But there is something to be said about the kinds of pressure that Gordon is putting Keenan on to the point that disrupts yeah. uh, a little bit of the way that Keenan likes to play. Keenan, especially in Gi, loves to play off his back. He loves his lapel. But you take those things away and things become a little more problematic. Kevin, I'll ask you this and then we can move on. But Keenan... And Gordon were training a whole bunch together. Yeah. Did that play a role in this outcome? I think it certainly played a role in how effing good they were along the way. And I like it. I want them to keep training together because we are <laughs> off to the races on an awesome, just fantastic rivalry. And a good one. The good kind. Yep. Rivalries don't have to be bad. Rivals yeah. can be very good. And this one is a very good one. Well, seeing as... Seeing as how Gordon did say um, after this tournament that he's going to turn his attention to Gi, we could definitely see that in the Gi. No, we won't. Don't, don't you think? <laughs> no. Not for a <laughs> while. Not for a while. Uh, if okay. anything, Gordon likes to take his time to get to his goals. There's there's a strategy here, kid. Like, I feel Look, like... Take his time. He's 22 and he's already got an ADCC title. What no, is he no, no, taking no, no, no. his time on? <laughs> Well, think about it like this. Gordon already had aspirations of running the world a long time ago, right? Uh -huh. But just two years ago, 
One of his biggest claim to fames at that point was being at the Nawaza Challenge, which I commentated. And oh, did you? Executive no produced. way. Yes, I did that. What? And myself and John. Yep, we were two of the people oh, behind Oh, that's cool. And then magic happened, and he became big overnight because he wished on a genie or something. And fast <laughs> forward two years, and now he's at ADCC. So I have to say, from a, a perspective of seeing this young man excel in two years in such an accelerated rate, he credited it all to Danaher. I don't think he's wrong. But if he's teasing the fact that there's a gi aspect coming, yeah. it very much means that there's probably a strategy in place, much like it was like uh, the So uh, okay. yeah. I'm not saying like he's like, oh, man, he's going anywhere. Oh, he's done. He's washed up. It's <laughs> this kid. I think there's a method to this madness because him and Gary have always talked about MMA and all these other things. Oh, but yeah. If, Forget about if that. This is this whole realm of him wanting to conquer the gi world. It could be the greatest troll, but if it's a legit thing and he wants to see us in the gi, I'm all about it because that means so much to us who love not just the no gi young man, but the gi. <laughs> who who do love the gi? Come on, ninety nine <laughs> kilograms. <laughs> Pena over Ozawa. Bilarov defeats Shields in an upset. Lovato Jr. Yeah. defeats Kelly yeah. in not a surprise. Ali, who is just chiseled from granite, by the way, went shirtless and was like, God, Ali, it looks like a piece of just metal. Defeats Umanasi. <laughs> Simos, who would go on to win, defeats Dulades. Perez beats Hibiaro. Zhao Asis over Munson. Munson on his like 95th ADCC, by the way. Jackson Souza over Ardia. And then Souza advances over Asis to lose to Yuri. Yuri defeats Mike Perez. A lot of referee decisions and scores. This was another, as Keith alluded to, not overwhelmed with the submissions. There was l- literally two in the entire bracket. <laughs> Uh, and they happen in the first <laughs> round. Felipe Pena wins over Bilarov and then gets a referee's decision over Lovato Jr., who had a tough fight with Muhammad Ali because that is a tough fight. But Lovato looked good and relaxed and played a lot more open guard than I was expecting him to play. Just playing from his from his butt, more or less, which is awesome but surprising. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a cool Pe- match. Yeah, and Pena defeats Lovato. Yuri defeats Souza, and then Yuri and Felipe have a uh, standing war that ends in a two to zero for Yuri. Noteworthy matches. Uh, I enjoyed some of the Lovato control and just seeing him have zero concerns about retaining his guard. No gi. Mike Perez still looks like a wrecking ball, and yeah. you know Yuri. Yuri now has won a few divisions. Yeah, wow. That is pretty impressive. Any more to say about this division, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, nah, not really. So let's pop over to the females where some crazy stuff happened. Mackenzie Dern gets upset by a 10th planeter. Carpinanen. What were you about to say, Keith? Go ahead. Oh, I just said A.O. Oh, I thought was, I thought we were about to get like a ten piece slogan or something. Uh, Alan Carr loses to Basillo, who's about to head to the championship. Michelle Nicolini wins, and Mesquita. So we get Mesquita versus Nicolini, which was an in, 
an intense fight, but Mesquita. Yeah, that was really intense. Oh my gosh. Mesquita's not to be fucked with. She submits her way <laughs> to gold. She defeats Basio. Yeah. Uh, Mesquita looked uh, looked unstoppable in the tournament, and this was crazy. Yeah. It started with Mackenzie Dern. Raph, could you feel the Jevons disappointment as Mackenzie Dern loses in round one? No, because uh, are you talking about like the fact that he was uh, disappointed in Mackenzie Dern's latest chapter of where she's at? He, you know, he just was like, she hasn't looked good. <laughs> okay. This is the dumbest article I've seen. And I really need people to understand. It literally asks the question in a headline. What's the deal with Mackenzie Dern? <laughs> and I, I read it and I looked and it was the most clickbaity of articles I've ever read. And it literally turned into a gossip column more than anything. It wasn't analysis. It wasn't astute in any way because if you want to talk about astute analysis, it's making great arguments off of ideas and concepts. This was literally just like, she's been losing. <laughs> I mean, she must not be good at jujitsu anymore. Does she even want she's it? And she almost did, by the way. She almost wins yeah. via like crucifix something. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That that Omoplata crucifix. Omoplata. Thank was you. Pretty nasty. That was. Nasty. But like it was. It was from like back control. So it was like really interesting. That was and crazy. She has finished an MMA fight with that before. Oh my gosh, she did. That's right. Yes. Punches. However, she wow. was running into intense flexibility with that, yeah. and uh, a person who said, "Do I only have to live for thirty seconds with this?" Oh, but I'll live. This might be um, worth yeah. it. I, anyway, it might be the, worth losing my arm in this situation. This is the reason why yeah. it was the dumbest thing in the world because you get Flow Grappling that writes this article and it like takes off a little bit from there. And then people who feel that she's been losing lately think that they have this whole thing that they can go off on. And they're just like, yeah, see? But it's a type of analysis somebody put in one of our chats. They're like, if this was any other sport, this article would come out two times a week. And I'm like, it doesn't make it right. These are still... <laughs> bullshit articles that are designed to like appeal to a certain kind of us weekly demographic and they do exist she's also trained but in that, MMA, which might exactly but it doesn't mean form. that makes it a good article so john was in that realm of talking about Mackenzie dern of being like i thought the analysis was just right on i was like well great if you like garbage tabloid journalism then enjoy that you too have <laughs> well mosquitoes perfect performance aside keith what would you do to defeat gabby garcia yo geez louise um i would uh i would so start standing uh imanari she'll drop to her knees uh keep keep inverting invert 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 <laughs> until you until you exit end up on the outsides of the mat and then you start sprinting away uh, from up up yes up to the stands and then you hide underneath someone's feet and when they say hey what are you doing you should be down there you go shut up if you know what's good for you and then you and then you <laughs> and then you just you, do it. you, you hide I there for it. the rest of the the tournament raf follow-up question <laughs> does the and you know i'm all about fixing adcc even though it doesn't need it but that's in the theme of my <laughs> suggestion so far sure gabby garcia super fight with orlando sanchez next year who says that? <laughs> Um, I'm really into it. I actually, now that you mention it, the, I was first, I was like, well, who are we ever going to have like Gabby Garcia matched up with? 
because clearly in Japan they don't care who the fuck they give her. They yeah. literally just like, oh, are you forty nine years old? Yup. Please come in here. Sold. Um, but Orlando and her, you know, what? I gotta say this. Uh, I take Gabby. I know I'm not sold either. <laughs> I think if we watch Gabby Garcia, she's gonna heel hook Buchecha in the next year, and the joke's gonna be on all of us. It's gonna be like, fuck. Okay. And yeah, I, I, I think the one thing. Oh, god. No, no, no. You go. You go. Okay, I think the one thing we do not need is Gabby Garcia doing the men's division and br- proving that she can beat literally every guy in this tournament. Why do we That's not what, need that, Keith? Um, I don't. I don't think that. Feminism uh, is a good idea. What's wrong? No, like no, quality? I, uh, I don't want to give, I don't want to give um, everyone the impression that Gabby Garcia is not on steroids. Um, <laughs> well, we have some I, pretty oh. good proof that she is. So yeah, well, I mean, it, oh, what, like multiple failed drug tests in a body that uh, doesn't make any logical sense? I mean, come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> she, she <laughs> takes feet, so. She wins, um, and she did. Uh, she did. Hold on, I need to bring up something because I was just curious. I was seeing how good my memory was on this, Kev. This is Flow Grappling's coverage. So the actual headline was: We need to talk about what's going on with Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> okay. So that was the headline, okay? Which is a Reddit headline. <laughs> do you think You're... do you think anyone's ever going to write an article about me be like, "We need to talk about all the gushers that keep keep eating at tournaments. He's <laughs> leaving the rappers everywhere." Just as no, soon as you do it. something cooler than gushers, I'll write the article. <laughs> if it's like, "Uh, Krakorian's oh, on coke before big tournaments oh, now." Man. Oh my god. Have you heard Jeez. about this or like something <laughs> crazy? <laughs> so, uh, here, oh no, no, no. Them. No. That that was sugar. That was not cocaine. So, Kev, just to fill you in, <laughs> here are other associated articles with Mackenzie Dern. And you tell me if you don't see a pattern emerging from Flow Grappling's <laughs> articles. But here are the other ones that are like right on the side that says, Jiu-Jitsu's hot power couple, Mackenzie and Buchecha dating. Gross. Then the next one, <laughs> which by the way, that's August 7th. The previous one we needed to talk about what's going on with Mackenzie Dern was June 16th. Then June twenty seventh, only eleven days after writing this article, got a, it got was a hot follow up. Mackenzie Dern <laughs> goes under the knife out until further notice. But we need to talk about her because remember, ten days ago we were like, "What's this chick's deal?" Like, I guess eleven days later, you got the answer. She's been injured. Okay, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to go ahead and rest my case with that and let you know, if the very least they could write some other articles that would pepper it so that they don't make it look this obvious. When I say Us Weekly, I'm not lying. That's what it is. I'm done. Go on. I'm going to the next <laughs> most talented division, 77 kilograms, which okay. would be Yay. Keith's if he got a lot fatter. Lapree beats <laughs> Kazimov. Single Kara versus Ardita. Jackson defeats Sagorio. Roca over Palampi. Torres over Giles. Great first-round matchup. Vincius over Coco. Yeah. Uh, Tonin over Caesar and Lapella over Taza, though, just because apparently Mafra is uh, just running for his life and scoring points on the on the way was his general yeah, strategy. Um, I, there are times it's like, yeah, I guess submission attempts don't mean anything, which mm. is fine. Tonin over Mafra in a 
pretty like uh, I think it was like an overtime score. I think Torres it was over a referee's decision, um, oh. but it looked like it looked like uh, it looked like um, Moffer really wasn't doing much. To be he honest, wasn't. I I, I, think I watched Gary, that. Fight. Gary probably deserved it. Yeah, I agree. Torres defeats yeah. Vinicius over ref's decision. Jackson over Hoka. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Hoka over Jackson, and that was a fight that I was excited about because it's like, well, neither one of those guys is backing down for an inch, so pre- be prepared yeah. to guard your heads. And they both look like they got in a <laughs> fight by the end of it. Lepree, and I was excited to see Lucas Lepree rock it all the way to the finals. He beats Kara. Then he beats Wagner, who faces Tonin, who loses to JT Torres again. Uh, it was crazy to see Tonin struggling to get into submission positions with people yeah. and, and impose yeah. some of the things that make him. Why make is him that? Gary? I hear you are making noises. You're either getting uh, poked and stabbed or something else is <laughs> brewing or you have a no gi defense oh, coming. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It was, it was just my roommate. He's just, he, he does this thing. He has a really long rod that he, he just jabs at me from the other side nope. of the room. No nope. phrasing. Okay. Sorry. Um, anyway, so uh, Gary's always struggled in these in these points tournaments, and like even in the like sub only portion where he can do whatever he wants with with, with mutation, he gets he gets in he gets like a in a bad habit of not really like knowing whether he wants to um, go straight for the submission or for um, for for like you know those dominant positions. So I wasn't super surprised, um, but to be fair, he did, he looks really good this weekend and. Placing top four and almost getting that back take on Wagner and and, and getting third at, at a ADCC is pretty huge, you know. So um, you can't really can't hang your hand hat on that. But uh, um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, Kev, um, do you have any shit you'd like to talk about, Gary? Oh, Just like uh, <laughs> Keith is doing. Absolutely, it's what? called submission <laughs> grappling, Gary. Mm. It's not called decisioning grappling. So mm. find a fucking mirror, take a long look, Jeez. and. Figure out whatever it was in World's Most Exciting that you liked about that title, and let's get it back, okay? <laughs> uh, I think we all know we can do better than than what we saw. And I would agree with young Krikorian. Why aren't you attacking legs or something for those first five minutes? I yeah. think you, what made yeah. him very successful was his fearlessness. And in the first ten minutes or five minutes, he has that, and it was just, I understand you don't want to be in bad positions, but he's never stuck in a bad position. Can I make a guess? No one can hold him down. So try and heel hook someone. Go ahead. Here's my guess. I feel like Gary's been at the dance a couple times before and got burned being the guy who's the submission hunter. And so I think part of the strategy on this one was to modify it a little bit, to not go into the impulses, perhaps a little bit more of a maturity to it. And I think whereas it worked for Gordon – Except maybe in the final of the absolute, maybe. where it, 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 I mean, even there, I mean, it was it was close, but like, you know, Gordon had opportunities, I I believe, in the absolute, and we'll talk about that later. Where I felt like he could have attacked the legs a little bit more, and for whatever reason, it was like Kevin and I disagreed on this, but I was saying I was like, and maybe you can clear this up, Keith, but. Think about this. What were your impressions of Pena's leg attacks? Um, I mean, he's not known as a as a leg guy, but um, he's he's competent in um in not only defending but also like getting into some pretty good positions off those. 
Um, See, but, I kept looking yeah. at him every time he was doing a leg attack as not a control to finish. It looked like a tepid transition consistently. And I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad strategy. I'm just saying it was uh, in the areas where I thought that Gordon could have been most effective. It seemed like the leg entanglement was kind of a reminder of the first time they had a match where he was like, if I give too much here and I spend too much time on this, I'm going to get burned. And so he was a little cautious there, too. Yeah, yeah, that that um, that that sounds about right. I mean, I don't know. It's I think the last thing that you wanted to happen was for the pretty much the exact same transition to go down as their first match, and unfortunately, I think that's what that's exactly what happened. So you saw him more in the first match. You saw him attacking, um, you know, pretty consistently from from Honey Hole and and from all those positions. And this one, you saw him just hug those two legs, get that clover leaf, and then kind of like hold um you know attack attack briefly but but maintain that knee line you know um yeah and even still you know felipe is too slick um yeah but i mean you know. it's it's a difficult thing when you talk about a high caliber but let's go back to gary so if you're talking strategy for gary i think that i'm mostly just talking shit on gary he oh no <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get to my shit talking in, in just a second because i do have some on him but i would have preferred to see this i would have you know like you said, you got those five minutes. Go batch it. Be Gary. You've got a good gas tank. <laughs> Do those things that you are known for. Uh, because if this guy could push, you know, Paul Harris, why can't he push some of the people in his own division? So it just seemed like it was kind of a strategy shift that I'm not sure I was 100% in love with. But I think it's with respect to the rules and trying to game the system, which has gamed Gary before. So not like it was a terrible performance. And honestly, I would have loved to have seen, and I, I hate the bracketers for this, JT and Gary should have been the final. And we get to see them in the semi. Torres wins the referee's decision. And this is where the story is a happy ending, though, Raph. Yeah. Despite losing Gary Tonin, our, our princess, JT <laughs> Torres wins out over Lucas Lepree with a back take gets the three to zero JT looks great and as yeah. the broadcast wouldn't stop reminding us opened a school mm. injured took a break back looks amazing I'd like to point out yeah. I did it better because <laughs> we had a human okay. connection oh, I'm just saying I pointed out the same thing but I did it with reflection of he came on our show he talked about it he was really honest about it, and he is a super nice guy, but he's also a hyper-focused individual. Uh, he is one of those individuals that you know when you get injured. I think he's a model example of you can't let that injury define who you are. Like Here was a person who was probably in many ways worried that he couldn't do all the things that he wanted to, gets a shot, wins his first ADCC title, and uh, maybe the adversity gave him the, the extra thing he needed. He was always good, but this was phenomenal to watch, and we couldn't be happier for the guy. Now, here's where I have to yeah. say one thing, though, Kev. Gary put out a thing where he said he was going to avenge his loss to JT Torres at this tournament. He obviously did not do that, uh, losing in the semis to him, but then afterwards couldn't stop talking about how great JT was. He was like, if it wasn't me... <laughs> Uh, I was hoping it was going to be either me or Ollie. If it wasn't us, JT was the only one I want to win. So proud of him. 
man, JT's great. I love JT so much. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm going after JT the minute I see him. And I'm coming focused, man. I'm coming for you. Well, good. Put on be Gary's fight. Facebook. Could you take all of your JT love and turn it into one post? Just And Gary was reposting it from Twitter and goes, Roth, that's not how Twitter works. And I'm like, whatever you say, Dan or her, I get it. You're going to put a nine in pace. I love it. Uh, if you're going to butter him up that so much, it does look like you want to do more than grapple with the guy. That's all I'm saying. Well, boom. Got him. We get it. He's beautiful. <laughs> Keith, okay. are you ready to go to minus 66 kilograms? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> this one has a lot of plot twists, a lot of fun. We've got Cobrinha defeating Zakalux, Witowski over Yoshida, Meow over Andrisiewicz, Gio over Wilk, Tequino over Shimada, Pantabavani over Igland. Agazarm over young Nicky Ryan, Ethan Krenlinson over Reiner. Then we get to see AJ versus Krenlinson in another battle of the how the fuck did AJ win this fights? <laughs> Krenlinson just beats the shit out of him, nearly submits him, nearly rips his arm off, and I guess AJ's up 2-0 at the end of all that. So that's how <laughs> the rules work. He wins. Montavani defeats Tenkinho, a tall order, even though via referee decision. Meow defeats Gio, basically uh, using those positions, gets him up eight to two. This is where the Meow, you know, he he's not going to necessarily be favored in a sub only format, but he's definitely going to be favored in a points format. Uh, but Gio looked damn good. Gio had a great yeah, sub in yeah. the first round, right? Or I guess. Uh, no, no, score. he, uh, he sorry, took he the guys back like super early, and then um, and then uh, he couldn't finish from there. He, but he had his back for like five minutes, and then the guy got out like you know around that mark, and then um, and then Gio t- Gio ended up taking his back again. But the guy got like a sweep or or, or uh, reversal, I guess, or some something. He got two from Either something, way. but Gio had his back. So, anyways, Gio looked really good, and then against Meow, I mean. Tough competitor. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Meow's tough. Yeah, well, that that was a, that was a tough draw. I mean, like, uh, uh, Gio has gone against Zhao before, and they had a similarly like tough match. Um, but I I don't know. I think uh, I think Gio did really well. Um, it's just really hard to get past that Barambola back take um, that 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 Paulo's good good at, you know. And and um, Gio, as soon as it was two two, and then um, Gio kind of like he, so meow went for that back take again. Gio kind of drops back for that knee bar like bike position, lost it, and then got his back taken again. And from there, you know, it was more so just Gio kind of like trying to trying to recognize that he was down, and then yeah. trying to like, um, you know, kind of come back with a submission or at least some sort of significant offense. So the eight to two score is a little misleading. It was it was two to two in the last minute, and then um, Gio, you know, made the decision to. Uh, to defend that Baron Bolo with a uh, submission attempt, and then it kind of backfired. But all in all, he looked really good well, as usual. To Raf's point in the last match, where if you know you move Gary to the other side of the bracket, what happens? Well, if you move Geo to the south or Piao, or oh, <laughs> I almost said Piao, oh, yeah, or Paul Meow to the south side of this bracket, they're probably the favorite. Uh, definitely. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think Geo would do to to AJ or to Ethan Crellinson or? 
Well, that he guy. and Ethan would be awesome. <laughs> I, I want to see that fight uh, immediately. He, Shut up. Let's make that uh, fight. Raf, get that super fight together for tonight. Come on, <laughs> that's uh, what if I were to tell you I tried to make that super fight happen? I, I what? That's a great super no. fight. By the way. I have, Did you I have, try to make it happen? I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Keith, you're a much more affordable option. Yeah. For sure. Uh, that's one way of putting it. Not yeah. to say that you're not priceless as a human being. Because uh, you are. cuter than Gio. Because you are. So congrats on that. Well, but we don't know. Thank you. I while Gio has it. the beard. We'll see if he yeah. shaves it. We'll see. Now, oh. here's the issue is I have been told by good friends they want to see that match. Um, I feel that the parties are favorable. I would love to see it. Um, but the, the, the greatest thing about ADCC is it makes those matches sometimes just happen, you know, whether yeah. it's luck or bracketing, like you can wish for Keenan Gordon to all you want, but they <laughs> have to do the work. Yeah. And we did. And we, we willed it to happen. At some point I was like, are we going to see Keenan and Gordon in the final? And I just remember being like, I think we can, I think we're close there, but there are a couple of moments where you look at it, you go, I don't know. It's getting close. Shit. <laughs> Well, Cobrinha so, defeats that. the Meow, the one that did the mm-hmm. steroids. Uh, it must be said. AJ Agazar <laughs> defeats Manavani, and they meet in the finals where Cobrinha just <laughs> does the grand Holding slam. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, his win was impressive, but I don't think any of us thought he was going to lose to AJ. I certainly didn't. I was like, oh, no. this is a terrible yeah. matchup for AJ. This is just well, the yeah. worst case scenario for AJ. Can we talk yeah. about the way in which he did beat AJ, which was to make a point in beating him on wrestling? Yeah, and yeah, that yeah, that was that was pretty cool. It's kind of what Cobrinha does, isn't it? Like he kind of really does morphin into your game and kind of. But like, keep in mind, like if Cobrinha was really playing what he wants to play, he wants to be passing. He's just. I was saying this during the telecast, and I really do believe it. He's one of the few people who does the type of exercises that I actually <laughs> see him do in competition because sometimes yeah. he'll be like jump on a box and you'll be like, what the fuck <laughs> is that going to do? But like, he'll do those weighted, um, uh, he does like Lunges. a weighted, it's like water. No, he's like water in like a little cylinder that he puts on his feet and he'll be rocking back and forth to try and get used to like movement and so it's these very creative and different ways of doing it. He's obviously doing the stairs. He's obviously doing like his own cardio circuit. But on top of, say, jumping on a box, he's doing these situational kind of additional supplemental training where I look at it and I go, yeah, I see the capoeira. I see the water cylinder thing he did. I see all of those things. <laughs> water cylinder thing. Listen, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Yeah. The, the I agree. Thing I think of a baby his, wave maker is the only other thing I could think of it. But yes, a water cylinder. His movement, his balance. It's, it's, and it's enough to neutralize something that I think is AJ's greatest asset aside from his escapes, which is, you know, AJ really prides himself on his wrestling. And to his credit, he had a great amount of balance for a number of the things that Cobrina was doing to him. But when Cobrina yeah. took the back, and here's my question to you, Keith Cobrina. Sure. At the very end, I don't know if you saw us, but he started breakdancing. Was that a direct nod yeah. at Gio? Oh, my word. Did you see what he was doing, though? That was like that. his body control is insane. I'd never seen him do capoeira. And well, as soon as he did that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, 
he really man he 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 is really strong and really good at body control that was that was like that was more impressive than the match for me (laughs) (laughs) that's fair i'm worried he's making a model of himself and it's coming so he i think is kind of the big adcc winner at the end of the weekend it's going to be him and gordon maybe craig jones in there uh, maybe Orlando Sanchez's sponsors. I don't know. John talked about his shorts enough. <laughs> Super fight number one. Chael Sonnen defeats Leo Vieira. No, no, he did yeah. enough in overtime uh, just to kind of. I guess does it negate everything that happens in the match? But like, <laughs> can we also be very clear that at the very beginning, Leo Vieira had a guillotine, like had it, had it, and then they reset him. Mm. And I I am all for resetting when you are in a position that is easy to replicate back into the center of the the mat. But he was on a submission. So to stop them to reset in the middle of a submission takes away the momentum or a.k.a. Shit, this could end in 20 seconds. Let them go back to the center <laughs> of the mat. And I think we would feel fine if there was a result that kind of sat well with us. But by the end of the match and you see Chael getting his hand raised, you think to yourself, no. Yeah. Right. No. Well, then we'd feel that way again. No. Uh, Hodger Gracie defeats Hikuta. What? It was not Hodger um, Gracie. I'm sorry, Adam. not... Wrong R. Gracie. Hold on. Henzo. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I got I was deep. This was, I was this like, was the, was the guy in charge what of the New York City. Shit. Henzo. <laughs> My bad. Uh, Henzo defeats Hikuta. Yeah. Which I didn't. I, whatever. Fine. Sure he did. That was the I, match that was going on when Joey and I were going up. So I missed it. Okay. To be fair, your match was infinitely more interesting. Andre Galvan defeats Claudio Colossens, who was not interested in fighting. <laughs> what was that? What, was, what's Colossens' uh, thing? Uh, oh, not it. He, he was also. Very... God. Uh, you, I mean, I think we're both trying to make something out of this. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's say this: uh, the one of the biggest observations I had toward the end of the match was. Uh, Claudio was breathing heavily. Uh, Andre Galvo is one of those guys who's a mega beast for whatever reason, but he he was making Claudio so exhausted that he still looked pretty okay by the end of it. You know, Andre was breathing pretty well. Claudio just looks so depleted, and just looking at the two, you're like, how does that happen? Uh, <laughs> so you know, it, it 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 is what it is. I didn't really love the match all that much, but. Congratulations to uh, what is it? You get to say you're a five-time ADCC champion when this happens. Yeah, I was, I was curious about that too. But to be fair, he's beating the absolute champion each time. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm with that. you, dude. I just it's been I an interesting can... group over the last few years. It was um, Braulio, Braulio, and then you get Cyborg, and then oh, yeah, it's Cyborg. you know Colossus, which is a great. Well, except for Colossus. It's just so Wait, so was he counting? When he says five time, was he counting the win over Cyborg at the trial? Mm, oh, no, that was Vinny. No, that was Vinny know. versus like, Cyborg. No, he beat okay, so he won, Cyborg he won was the Cyborg champ. in 2015, right? Yeah. Yes. Cyborg won yeah. 2013. Okay. 
Yeah. So, so 2015 was when, was when they went against each other, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 And yeah, but Galvao also has a weight division. That's when he beat Paul Harris was in his weight division. Let's go to the absolute where things were, as the kids say, lit uh, and hard to follow. Hanario defeats Zapazov. No one saw that fight. <laughs> Pena defeats Vincius. Uh, Shanji defeats Palampi. Again, a submission. Shanji had a lot of submissions. For, um, armbar, armbar again. It was, it was really, really. He was clean. into the armbars. Marcus Buchecha Almeida wins via points. Muhammad Ali wins. Danis wins. Gordon Ryan in the best submission of this round gets a heel hook on cyborg and submits yeah, him real cool. fast it was crazy it barely even like locked his hands together and craig yeah. jones submits chael sonnen raf okay what the about it. is but with who's in this this is a great place <laughs> to stop and be like guys when I'm i trying. saw him getting ready it was like what is he doing here he didn't earn <laughs> wait what i, I listen wait I'm okay. I'm centering myself. I'm trying to get there. I had to sit up in my chair for this one because I got some things on this and I don't know exactly what I'm about to say because none of us know how this works. Every time we put this up, we say, how does the ADCC absolute work? And you know what I do, Kev? I literally just shrug. I just go, your guess is as good as mine because people go, do you have to podium to make it on there? Like most tournaments that have an absolute category for their yeah. division, you have to podium and get there. No, no. And then, do you even have to be in the tournament to be in the absolute? Well, I don't know. Well, look, there's Chael Sonnen. He wasn't in any of the uh, tournament. They just uh, said, "Hey, you beat Leo Vieira, so you good enough." Now, why is this confusing, Kevin? Well, you asked earlier where the fuck was Gary. I asked where was Vinny, but Gary provides a key here. Gary said you cannot have more than two people per team competing in it. Okay. Okay. So that who am I about to find out is on from a bullshit you, version of Henzo's lineage. I, I want to make sure you understand what I'm about to say because I think it's a very big clue. So Gary said that he declined so that Ali Taza and Gordon could get their shots. And he said he was just fine with it. And I'm sure that's accurate. But my question to you is, where was Ollie in the absolute? Taza yeah, didn't fight in the absolute. He didn't fight in the absolute. Was he injured? Do we know anything that happened? And if he was injured, why wouldn't they just plug Gary in there? Yeah. Well, then you have to ask yourself, did Chael just see what was going on and go, hey, I won one of those things. Can you put me in there? <laughs> and I seriously wonder it because none of the other parts check out. Everybody else competed. Okay, great. They were in there. Some of the other guys who didn't even make it past the first round, they got a call. Yeah, like back. that one like that one Japanese guy that you gave me, he went against Dylan Dennis. Thanks a lot. And I would like to point out something. You know what? Not many people got two chances to lose in our raffle. So you're oh, welcome, good. Keith oh, Kikorian. Yeah. I'm honored to have lost twice. That was thank you. Hey, the guy that had Keenan lost, so uh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> there, there was some upsets. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying here, guys, is it got very confusing. And you look at certain names, like I said, Vinny. Vinny, uh, two years ago, he made it into the absolute as well, and was wonderfully fascinating in it. Well, Vinny's you know, you always Gordon, dangerous because he's got a small guy's game. 
He does, but Vinny also... 250 pounds. It's not just a small guy's game. It's a smart recognition of how to fuck with people's legs in a way of like, oh, yeah, he's a big guy, but he can also pass and play like a little guy and then basically take your knee home with him. You can't heel hook him back. So to me, I'm always like, why isn't Vinny spending all of his time there? And I think the struggle he's having is getting people there now. (laughs) People are like, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going the other way. Bomb sheltering. And then if we're being very clear on this, uh, a lot of the super small guys not even interested. Like, I know Cabrinha's like, one me, I'm good, bye everybody. But I'm talking like from top to bottom, there's very little traces of 66 being represented because they're just like, fuck that noise. And then on oh. like the 77 side, you you see that there was, again, a whole Ollie. Right. You know, JT doesn't want none because I'm pretty sure he's just enjoying it. But you got to figure somebody like a DJ Jackson has to be sitting back being like, me, 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 me. <laughs> But then I'll you fight, ask yourself, I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll what's, fight. What's the part about us not knowing things? Like, what's the part of us not knowing who's able to fight? So they can or, do some shisty shit. Because they do say, according to whoever figures this out, because people go, oh, it's on if you're injured or not. Well, we don't know that for sure. But that sounds like a logical thing. Didn't You mean to tell me that Leandro Lowe didn't want to come back in after a very, very surprising loss? There's the person I was like, Where's Low? He he doesn't what? And then again, where's the meow? Yuri Sam- you know, Yuri Samoas doesn't want to come back in. Like, I, I maybe they just endured so much crazy high stakes grappling Loaded. that they don't feel it. But uh, here's the one thing that I really want to bring up, just in terms. Keith thought of more this. than loaded. <laughs> he did, but keep this in mind. We did bring up. The two per persons. So I think that makes sense when you see like Jared Dopp and you see uh, Ashanji. Okay, so then that's the two. That's why Lovato is going to go ahead and sit it out. But Tom DeBless said this was going to be his last. Well, yeah, you're right. I thought I saw him in. You're right. It all blends together now. Very sorry for that. No, I looked uh, Tom- too because I, I was like, where's – because I thought maybe Casey Hellenberger would come back. And it was like sure. that guy's knee bars could win an absolute – but now that we're talking about this, Tom DeBless said this was his last ADCC. And there was a whole exchange between him and Gary uh, – or him and Gordon saying like, you know, hey, this is my last ADCC, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I want to do it. Whatever you think of this kid, he's got a lot of heart. He's a good person. And also keep punching, live your life. Yeah, <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu Oprah basically said all those things. However, that showed me that those guys, even if it's Gary or Gordon or – Tom, they were looking to go in too deep at the very least. And the Nazi Ollie there tells me when you see Chael Sonnen there, follow that. I think that's our key. Because even if they said, oh, yeah, we'll we'll plug you in, Chael, no big deal for star power or something like that. It just goes to show you the rules are whatever the Sheik feels. And if the Sheik yeah. doesn't feel a certain way, it's Henzo. <laughs> Enzo's in. Uh, well, now it's time to advance rounds that we shot some conspiracy theories into the ADCC bow. Mm-hmm. Honorio loses to Pena 15-0. Pena took his back. Buchecha and Hiber- and Shanji was an amazing match. Shanji mm-hmm. nearly scored, and the Chech had nothing for him in terms of, like, he got that clamp on, and still Shanji was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to shoulder out of here. Uh, Muhammad Ali is way too much man for Dylan Dennis. Just, I mean, he's much too much man for most people, but 
as well as Dylan Dennis. Gordon Ryan submits Craig Jones. Craig's run of being the tall, lanky surprise comes to an end from the other tall, lanky surprise. And then Gordon Ryan, well, Gordon submits all three opponents on his way to the Felipe Pena absolute. Felipe Pena submits the Chach. And to me, this was one of the biggest surprises of the tournament. Not that he's not capable. I was just surprised to see Pena mm-hmm. take his back and choke out the Chach. Raph? I was not. I was not. Pena's dangerous, man. You cannot sleep on him. And the nicest part about their two games is um, there is a little bit of overlap. You know, Buchecha is a little bit more, I would say, ferocious in terms of how he passes. But we didn't really see a ton of that. Uh, in this match, par se, we saw a lot of standing up, Fleet kind of holding his ground, and then just in that exchange, basically took advantage of Buchecho hesitating for a half second. And uh, it just goes to remind you, it doesn't matter how good you are, Buchecho is still amazing, still a beast. Many people would still consider him the best pound for pound, period. Takes third behind. But he took third. Yeah. But even with him losing right now to Philippe, I still consider him the better grappler. I don't uh, disagree, but tonight's honors go to Felipe Pena, who is your absolute champion, defeating Gordon Ryan in a great match. Just a great match. Back and forth, submission-oriented. Nobody pulling any Orlandos. And I'll pose this to you guys. If Gordon is Keenan's kryptonite, is Felipe Gordon's kryptonite? Ooh, and... By the way, who's ready to see Keenan beat Felipe Pena and really throw a wrench into that triad? That would be amazing. Keith, what was your favorite match? You only get to pick one. Um, Well, like I said, I fell asleep during this last night, so I had to rewatch it all today. Nice. And um, I would say, um, well, first off, uh, Flow Grappling seemed to not record um, Muhammad Ali versus uh, Gordon Ryan. Yeah. So that was kind of that, that was, was really weird. fucking weird. Yeah. Um. And, but but uh, oh well. Um. So uh, I really like. Hold on. Um, hold on. Hold on. It's very nice. I like the fact that you just went. Hold on. Like oh <laughs> no big deal. It's fine. Oh it's fine. You paid for that, young man. That is part of your yeah. package deal. You should get yeah. the ability to say yes. Problem. Big problem. What the fuck? Yeah. You mean to tell me if yeah. there was a play that was missing from the Super Bowl that people would just go, oh, okay, no big deal. Thanks. I know you guys got a lot on your plate. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was odd. Um, but as far as my favorite match, definitely Cyborg versus Gordon Ryan. And right off the bat, that was really cool that it happened first round. Um, I don't, man, Cyborg just looked like done. Like he was so pissed after that match. It was ridiculous. Um, but Gary or Gordon rather, uh, um, he, uh, I mean, he's on fire and there's no shame in losing to him, but, um, that was, that was really impressive that he lost and um, I thought that was pretty awesome. All right. Well, Keith, you're headed to Iowa to fight some people, um, as we am. start to transition um, out of ADCC, which was such a blast. You guys really did a yeah. phenomenal job. All of you on the broadcast. Um, but let's just talk a little Keith Gregorian. It's called yep, the um, submission spectrum. Yeah. Good. Um, submi- I had called, so it's called sub. The promotion is called sub spectrum. Um, I'm uh, I'm there 155 and 145 
um, champion. I actually, I was actually in the semis at 170 also, but I, uh, I, I ended up losing, but, um, uh, but so I'm going back down to 45 this weekend. And, um, I don't know if you guys, uh, or you guys probably, um, I don't know how deep you are into like the Donaher, you know, non core members, but there's a kid, um, who's a, he's a Gary tone in purple belt. Um, he's like one of Gary's top students. Um, he's actually going to be representing, um, there, um, this weekend and he'll be in my weight class. So I'm looking forward to that as a potential finals match. Um, that, that is one I'm really, really excited for. Um, that, that'll be really cool. Um, if, if that happens. So, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be cool. And then after that, obviously, uh, is obviously, uh, just getting ready for the old, uh, the old EBI or whatever. EBI or whatever. <laughs> the yeah, next, so. the, the world's ADCC. Now I'd say like our, the common, the, the best no gi grappling we're going to get for a while coming your way. EBI featuring this strange character. Uh, do we need to shout anyone else out before we kick you off the podcast this evening for no? Well, um, um, I do have sponsors, roll some and proven nutrition. Um, keep them in mind. Um, but Mr. Sparza, thank you for having me this weekend. That was really fun. Uh, thanks for putting on the super fight. That was, that was, random but really cool um and uh um do you want to tell them what your alternative overtime option was yeah sure uh you know i come up with these things where i figure let's give these guys an opportunity where nobody really has a distinct advantage over the other so (laughs) let's see how they can uh work under pressure and i said they would have their uh, no time limit tic-tac-toe and I thought that was a good way. However, there's also another way they could have settled it, which was whoever drew the better picture of the other. <laughs> Damn it. That would have been so funny. <laughs> I also, Obviously, I would have won. <laughs> I can't promise you anything. I, I, I know nothing of Joey's artistic skills. But just the <laughs> no, fact no, that no, you would be... Of... Oh, it's more what? of an up on yours? Mm, no, no. Okay. okay. But but I, I thought the sight gag of you guys being in the background, like racing yeah. to do a picture of the other and like really looking at each other's like facial dimensions would have been really funny. But I could also tell the crowd was a very like, no, they have to go till someone quits. And I thought, all right, this crowd wants blood. There's nothing that will get more hype and lit than making them battle on tic-tac-toe. And to my surprise... The crowd's reaction was, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were into it. They started trying to coach. And I was like, no coaching at all. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, well, yeah. So anyways, thank you so much. Um, that was really fun. And um, hopefully the next ADCC, you guys can do the same thing. But hopefully I will be there. Um but uh, anyways, so well, I, have, um, I have bad news for you, Keith. Uh, Kevin and I will schedule a super fight between ourselves uh, during your <laughs> overshadow. Oh, okay. That works. I guess <laughs> during all of your matches, we're just going to do it. Again. Every one of them. We're just going to keep setting it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, and then, yeah, like I said, just keep, keep your eye out for me in Iowa this weekend. That'll be really cool. Um, and that's pretty much it. So thank you guys again. 
Thank you, oh. America's favorite um, bracketologist. <laughs> oh, do you want to know what what Travis Nuaza called me <laughs> this weekend? <laughs> of course. He he said I was he was passing on the title of jujitsu's little sweetheart to me. So he, first like of all, good, right? is he implying that was his title? Yes. Yeah. He is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. He, stuff. I have a bad news for you though, and Kevin brought it up very nicely, which is, can you really pass on a title you never really held? Like, can <laughs> I, I just mean, call someone? The ADDCC absolute champion. I bequeath it to Kevin, even though I never won it. <laughs> Kevin, you're now mm, no, the winner of the 77 KGB division. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to tell people about this. Yeah. I'm going to say it out loud. Keith Krikorian, you yeah. go to sleep. Thank you again for swinging by the podcast, sir. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. Raph, exhausting weekend. You were sure. up doing your late night juggling talents for grappling. You mm-hmm. were hosting super fights. You and John were doing live commentary, which was uh, a blast because it's kind of a fun thing. It was. It just had a much more. It's already early. It's two to eight a.m. where I am. You know, a little later if you were East Coast. It uh, it lacked that feeling of camaraderie that you want when you're watching grappling. Mm. You guys provided that. I thought you brought us into mm. like the living room of LAJJC, and it was a blast. I love hearing them in the background. There's just a lot of noise. It was fun. I was uh, laughing a lot because I had no idea how much people could or could not hear. So there was a large part of me that kept laughing and saying like, can they hear what's going on here? And then sometimes I'd be yelling at people because the hard part about doing a telecast like this is there's not exactly uh, a set of people. Like it's Octavio. Who's the person. Mm -hmm. So it's like yelling at the person and saying, Octavio, is this a thing that have you heard that word before? You you don't know any words. Are we doing this? And, (laughs) Wait, no, don't tell them that it's now. It's in 10 minutes. <laughs> so I just was thoroughly entertained because, you know, live TV, everybody. So. And then John staged a full-on coup. He was like, not during, not during, <laughs> not during Cavrinia. We're watching. He was like, okay. Yeah, dude, when he basically put his foot down, I was like, I remember looking at the guys. And these poor blue belts were just like, but we want to go down. You told us now. And I go, ooh. <laughs> and you just did a thing where you Peter Griffin you just grab your shin for a minute like, <laughs> rap this is serious talk to us well guys I guess he's injured right now we'll just have to come back later works yeah, every shut time. up rap works every time. <laughs> it's always works well great my props to the whole crew and I would imagine that's going to lead us into the next topic which is uh, that's going to do it for us Yep. it's time for some shout outs first to our fa- i loved getting to see the ko sports gear mm-hmm. Actually, that was awesome and uh to the many sponsors you collected for the adcc live stream that was fantastic it was great to see friends watching from all over i i saw mr dk lee i saw andrew popping some updates i saw other people that are all junkies for jujitsu talking about it and digesting it and all of our friends the internet basically exploded so 
Uh, that part was fantastic. And um, as we're talking about it, ooh, is this the list? Yep. Okay. Oh, I'm super jealous. Brian Singer gets the Josh Hayden. Yeah, he gets the Josh Hayden 80-20 leg surfing system. And I got to tell you uh, something. Now I have somebody it. at BMAC who's going to have my frame of reference on this. And uh, Brian Singer's been getting – he's been getting really good in a really short amount of time. So – uh, I uh, I gotta put a kibosh on this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send a stop notice to one uh, Josh Hinger and say anybody could have won except for him. Oh man, that's uh, Fortune, fantastic! Well, he got like he got a nice contestant, Cabrinha, uh, winning the Asgard 503, getting some gear out of this Moro Gutierrez, which I love that name. I like Moro; it's a great. Uh, had JT, our friend. Mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast, uh, the Jits Grip winner, Jose Suavez, which I I like the. This was a tough division, so to get Gordon was obviously good, but it wasn't a smooth sailing uh, along the way. And uh, Jits Grips, it's great. Says so North South Jiu Jitsu underwear, one of our most. Emer- We're just downright flirtatious with them right now. Mm. Sean Jones, who had Yuri Samos. So big thanks out to Yuri for looking out for your underwear. And we saw a lot of Yuri's underwear because he was rocking the no rash <laughs> guard and his uh, stuff kept coming down. Winning some Nuwaza apparel. Big shout out to Dan over there who also joined the stream. He was in and out, obviously sleeping slash surviving. Carlos Ramirez, who had the Chach, which put you in a great position, uh, we thought, through the random Excel generator to be a double golder. So we, we yeah. were obviously jealous. Uh, Matt therapy presents, and this is going to go to Marie Wilson. Super jealous. This is the one I wanted it on. Cause I wanted yeah. it on that rash guard. Yeah. That's what I wanted it on the most. I was like, Raph, I got to get on this. He said no <laughs> many times. This next one is amazing. Artichoke media presents and Raph, how did you end up deciding this category? Uh, this one actually no, it was we still got signups. more we still right. signups on people this just one. Kept yeah, jumping in, we loved it. It was awesome. We had a blast with everybody. Asking people like, how do we know who we did? It was like, ah, Keith, <laughs> get the board. And having uh, Gabby Garcia, the lottery of Excel mashups. Andrew Bittner gets Artichoke Media, which I'm telling you is fantastic for the grappler mm. that needs to see things many times. Um, I love that. I love the way Marshall's gift system works, and that'll make more sense as you check it out. And KO Sports Gear, uh, George, couldn't happen to a nicer person. George Ruiz, who has Felipe Pena, a dark horse after he loses his division. But no, George wasn't just going to give up on him, mostly because that's not how the rules work. But yep. still, kept through, wins himself the the sleekest rash guard, the sleekest rash guard gi combo with such a cool liner gets the magic dragon gi. Absolutely. Such a tank. And rash guard. That yeah, it's the whole package. And I love the rash guard. I keep looking at it and days I'm like mm. counting down while I'm just sitting here with my hand squeezing, working on Do you do you put it on? Because you should like do some it's none of okay. your business and I'm not gonna okay. answer it I'm on just, air. Because okay. I'm doing just... fine without jujitsu ref. I'm doing okay. fine. How about this weekend? I thought you did okay this weekend. Yeah. I was uh, I was okay this weekend. Well, I, I will say three days of physical therapy. 
So I'm on the other I side. I will say this is how you can test Kevin's control. Cause I'm just like, Kev, super fight 2019, you and you. And you're just kind of like, sure. <laughs> Whatever. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I don't, I don't well, know, Raph. Maybe. My and hand I'm like, might fall off. So just give right. me a few to adjust to that. <laughs> I'm giving you two years as we saw here today. And I don't know if this is how the rules work, but doesn't it mean that what Felipe Pena now takes on? Andre Galvao, if he chooses to defend. And follow-up question, Kev, what if Andre Galvao is like, I'm good? Yeah, five's enough. Five times sounds great. Well, I think you've got to bring on Chael Sonnen. <laughs> it's the easy. Oh, God. He's just waiting. He'll be waiting no. then, too. Chael, no. you're up again. The new face awesome. of grappling, everybody. I'm available. I just beat Leo Vieira. I was like, that was two years ago. Whatever. Mm. And the Sheik's like, thumbs up, Sim. Um, Raph, that's going to do it for me. Thanks for letting me add some shout outs to this it was a blast to watch get put together it was a blast to get rejected from joining multiple times yeah uh, and that's gonna didn't want me. you to be part of it uh let's go ahead and start with this uh, you know kev i uh, went through all of the sponsors but i really want to say some thanks to them just because it was so cool to have so many people willing to come in and uh, we also have to start by giving a shout out to the jiu-jitsu podcast who are giving some prizes to uh two late signees because what better way to celebrate being a last-minute addition to something far too late in signing up than getting a T-shirt from a second-tier podcast? All right? That's as good as I could think. I think so. So credit to over Lenny Alzate and Chance Snyder. You guys will be receiving shirts from the Jiu-Jitsu podcast. Um all right, let's let's talk sponsors here because I don't know if this is impressed upon you guys enough, but without them, this whole thing wouldn't have come together. Uh, you know, we talked about this idea that when we watch the Royal Rumble, you get somebody and that becomes your guy, and if they win, you win. Well, we wanted to do that for you guys for grappling, and I think people had a lot of fun with it. So I want to say thank you to the people who came through and made that dream happen. That's Josh Hayden, a, a dear friend of the podcast. So nice, comes out of his way. It was like, yeah, dude, DVD, you got it, man. I'm in. Asgard503, super great people, supports the grappling community. They're out in Portland, but they're making gear that is going to go worldwide. It is intense and amazing. Jits Grips, that's just blown up. You know, we've had a uh, great uh, knowledge of being friends with them, and we've seen them go from their infancy to just one of the most in-demand products in all of jiu-jitsu and there's a good reason to ride with that so uh jose cuervas is very lucky with that north south jiu-jitsu we are just starting our partnership with them and we look forward to many many years of making inappropriate jokes with them as well as talking about the benefits of bamboo kevin bamboo in the pants uh Niwaz apparel of course we date back almost exactly the same time when we came into existence. So we're very proud to be uh, partnering with them to give Carlos Ramirez some very cool gear. So thank you very much to Nawaza, who was also providing the T-shirts to the winners of our super fights. So don't think we aren't taking advantage or that we are not providing gifts for our guys because we are taking care of our athletes. Granted, you can't really heal things with a T-shirt, but, you know. Whatevs can't win everything. Matt Therapy presents. Now, Matt Therapy is a podcast. I've heard about that. Period. Okay. 
they're providing uh, a really, really cool set of apparel, and we look forward to getting that over to Marie Wilson. Artichoke Media, again, dear friends of the podcast, they have the best instructionals. They're so cool, so unique, great storytelling with narratives and jiu-jitsu techniques along with them. For nerds like myself and Kevin, you can't get enough of that. And, of course, KO Sports Gear, we've only recently just started working with them, and we love the fact that when I previewed and showed the people the gi that they could have won, they came in and said, not just the gi, you get the bag to carry your gi in and also a rash guard. Going above and beyond, that's the type of individuals we had coming in with us over the weekend. So we want to say thank you to all of those people. Thank you to everybody over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. And I'm not just talking about Joey and Eric. Uh, you know, Joey for having a super fight, Eric for allowing us to come into the home and do the thing. I'm talking about Mike Frosto, who was co-directing part of the podcast and the, the telecast. And I also want to say thank you to Octavio, who put in a good amount of time making sure we had a live stream. So whenever we had issues, he was the guy who was troubleshooting. And we did have a couple small little hiccups. But otherwise, beautiful stream coming all the way through. My thanks to John Evans. There's nobody funner to do that with. I mean, Kevin's fun, too. But, like, it's a different fun. You know what I'm saying, Kev? I, I, no, I understand. I'm a very different type of fun than John Evans. Like, yes, a very different type of fun. Uh, no, but in all things. Well, I mean, if you and I were talking and doing our shtick, there'd be a lot of discussing. And somebody asked this or requested. They wanted a breakdown of the rash guards. They wanted to have, like, analysis on them. And we did it a couple times. But I thought, nope, that's definitely a Raff and Kevin bit. That would have been 100% us doing the show. Uh, so there's that. My thanks to Drew Murillo for coming in for a super fight. Casey Blondo, Brandon David, David Yeh, Das Soto, and I know I'm forgetting somebody, Keith Kikorian. My thanks to all of those crazy individuals for coming to share their jiu-jitsu with us at all hours of the effing night. But that's when you know your jiu-jitsu is the ish. And, of course, Nico Radic. Um, great fun stuff. So that takes us through, I think, just about everybody. But I do want to shout this out before we start to get off the air, which is it's very important that we get behind big things in jiu-jitsu. And I want you guys to get behind our good friend Mike Limbus, who's putting together a relief fund. They're doing some auctioning of jiu-jitsu-based stuff, a.k.a. privates, a.k.a. jiu-jitsu apparel and gear, signed memorabilia, all of the good stuff. And it's going to a good cause for those who are affected by the recent hurricanes and the havoc that they have caused. So why not make your fellow grapplers' lives a little bit better by taking care of the communities that we love so much? You guys can find that. Mike Limbus, it is on his Facebook page. I believe if you're just listening to this and you missed the auction, get in contact with Mike if you really want to be a part of helping out with that. So Mike Kalimbus, he's pretty easy to find because he's basically one of every other photos that appear on the internet about jujitsu. So I think that my friends is going to do it for me this week, but a big shout out to Kevin who was with us in spirit throughout the entire show. And even though he was not there, uh, he was very, very pleased to see all of the good stuff happening. Oh, and shout out to my good friends over at street sports, Simi Valley. I went to go train over there. Y'all are tough. And, uh, we'll see you guys there. Well, bam, peace. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And does sleep happen now? Somewhere in there. Ugh. I'm hitting the mic.